0: Thanks for tuning in to Midweek Jam with Rhonda and Jules. We are helping dental assistants get over the hump of the week Wednesday. Jules and I have been dental assisting for a long time. We may not be experts, but we sure are old. (laughs) What we're doing is we're going online, we're finding that some dental assistants are running into humps with their team, with their dentist, with the career field. We are dissecting them, pulling out those pearls and helping you get over the hump of the week Wednesday. It's time to organize the chaos with Zen. All dental practices run into the same problems. Ordering dental office supplies is a mess. Running out of products, no budget, and price comparisons that take hours. With Zen, dental supplies management has never been easier. Go check them out. www.zensupplies.com Well, hi guys. Hi, Miss Jules. How are you? Well, hello. Happy hump day. Happy hump day. How's a your hump week? Day. <laughs> it's <laughs> humping along. It's humping along. It's uh, exhausting. I can exactly, exactly, or exactly whatever I say. I can literally say that I am exhausted. I am exhausted from wearing a mask twenty-four-seven in my office all day long. Um, you know, because we are required to wear it by law, you know, um, around our team members and everything. So, you know, and then when patients come in and checking them in and taking their temps and having them fill out the cover seating and hand sanitize and so on and so forth, and making sure that, you know, only one person is in the waiting room at a time and it's just a lot. And I can't imagine those practices that are not following those. Oh, those guidelines that, you know, they're just like going on about their business. You know, I, you know, seriously don't want to be the dental office in the paper that gives it or gets it. So I'm going to follow guidelines, but it's it's exhausting. Have you had any close scares? Like anybody that you know that you were around? No, No, not at all. I don't know. My mother-in-law had one last week. Um, so Mm -hmm. her massage therapist's son had it. Okay. And, um, she had gotten a massage from the therapist. Right. And then the therapist calls like six days later and said, Oh, by the way, my son tested positive for COVID last week. So my mother-in-law is like, well, crap. <laughs> so she goes and gets tested. You know, we all have to like be on our toes because we just had him over for Sunday dinner. And like, it's just, you know, when you get those scares, you're, it makes you right. really cautious and it makes you really, Okay like buckle down, like just because you can't see it doesn't mean it's not there. And yeah, especially for those of us who have had people in our family that actually got it. And, you know, what if you had those people in the family that got it, that were non-symptomatic, totally good to go. But what if you have the other ones that, you know, you might've lost a loved one. Like it's just, it's so all over the place. Yeah. It's, it's, I think it's scary. I think there's a lot of, you know, there's people that are not Afraid of it, there's people that are afraid of it, there's people that think it's all a hoax. I mean, so there's never, there's not a consistent base out there, and that's what you have to, that's why the masks are important because one person might think it's, ah, oh, it's no big deal, I have it, I can go out in public, and you know, and then there's the other person that, you know, is going to do everything they can not to give it to anybody else if they have it, you know, so it's one hand washes the other, and we just kind of hope that we all just kind of do what's needed to do so that, you know, maybe by the beginning of the next year, 2021, because I'm just throwing this year to the, you know, to the garbage. <laughs> it didn't happen. Taking it out in the trash, <laughs> um, you know, we'll just be back to a normal path and routine. But things are changing and, you know, we will eventually go back to somewhat of a normalcy. But right now, I mean, really if we think about it, all the extra things that we were doing was technically what we were supposed to be doing in the first place, like wearing the gowns or a lab coat that goes to your knees. And, you know, maybe goggles and a face shield weren't, you know, weren't mandated, but they should have been, you know, so all these, yep. this PPE should have been done in the first place. Yeah. If and you don't believe doing, doing it, <laughs> just look at your face shield, dude. <laughs> yeah. I you mean, know? In, just look at like face Like the shield. other day. Yeah, the other day I was walking into my boss and he had a space shield on and he was in his office, and he went to like I go, oh, you got blood all over the front of that. Yep. And he's my like, my doc oh, said shoot. it. She's like, looks like it works. Like, you can't see it. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, you can't see it. It's like, shoot, you know. And I mean, there's lots of things. Like I said, I've always said as an assistant, we can do to better proper position our HPE and you know not shut it off early when they're still running the handpiece and kind of wait a couple of seconds after when it's done running. I mean, there are things that we can do to help eliminate all that and stuff like that, but you're never going to eliminate, you know, all of it anyways, but you can just help, help towards the contribution of solving the problem. Yeah. You know, it's so, funny Is my, my doc got a GIF from, I, have I talked about Roger Price before? Mm-mm. Okay. So he's nope. a South African, no Australian pharmacist. Uh-huh. who was, you know, practicing pharmacy for like 30 years and he was like right. one day I'm done. He's like I'm tired of being a drug dealer. Like we've got to figure out the root causes to half of these reasons these people's are, you know, the people are getting medications. Mm-hmm. We've got to figure out why. And so he's one of my huge airway leaders. Like he's really talking about like tongue ties and, you know, mm-hmm. overall uh, chronic inflammation. But he sent us a um, GIF, or not a GIF, but uh, like a social image picture. Right. And um, we, so it's, it's it's like two cartoon heads. And it's like, do your part to nasal breathe to reduce the amount of aerosols in the air. And I'm like, look at that. It's like, this should be right next to hand washing. And here you go. Like when you breathe through your mouth, you're releasing way more aerosols than you are if you're using your nose, which is the right hole to breathe with. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> we had a bunch of patients. They're like, wow, we had no idea. We didn't think about it. Like It's just mm-hmm. yet another way of telling people that oral breathing is wrong and like just right. highlighting why. Like You're literally producing more aerosols when you breathe through the wrong hole. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's all these patients are like, wow, we had no idea. Thanks for the info. I'm like, we're going to (laughs) get to you guys. We're going to show you how many bad things happen in the mouth because you put air in the wrong hole. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Nothing, nothing's new on this end. It's just, you know, like I said, plugging along every day. We have opened our office hours a little bit longer, but like I said, You know, what is funny is that I, and I won't say the supplier's name, had my rep call me today and he's like, oh, I can get masks on Wednesdays. And I'm like, oh, great. Why don't you grab me two boxes? He's like, okay, they're $47 a box a piece. I go, excuse me? They were $13 before this all started. I feel like they're price gouging. Oh, they're going to call it supply and demand. Here's, okay. So I was listening to the dental hacks. I'm sorry. Yeah. Right. So they said, um, they're talking about like, if you, you don't believe, I mean, look at the price differences. They're going to tell you that it's supply and demand. They're hard to get to, um, it costs more to manufacture. It doesn't change the fee rushing them. It's that's not a thing. And, um, it was funny, like, cause he was talking about all the dentists that, you know, did donate their masks and gloves to the hospitals, you know, in preparation for them having to need it. Right. And so here they are starting from scratch, having to buy supplies, you know, to replenish what they donated at twice the cost. Twice? This is like three times the cost. Oh. It's My like God. it was normally $13 a box. And they were the suppliers three level three mask. And they were $13.96 a box. And now they're forty seven ninety five. I'm sorry, that's ridiculous. That you're trying to make a. I'm sorry, it doesn't cost any more to make them. There, I'd like nope. to see where it costs more to make them. Nope. it doesn't. Especially, it's be cheaper now because all the uh, the people producing them, you know, have kind of you know stopped doing what their main production line was mm-hmm. in order to meet the demand. Hmm. Yeah, we yeah, got lucky. So our our Montana I be Dental Association. For I know. Well, our association gave us some. They give us two boxes yeah, I mean, of n We're fine. We have masks, but I'm like, oh, if I could grab an extra box, I will just to get, you know, case.
1: Mm-hmm. And
0: I already placed my order with them, but I was like, man, that's a little, you know, I just find it crazy. It is crazy.
1: It, it is right. crazy.
0: It is crazy. Do you have a post for this week? Cause I have a post for this week. I do, but you should go first. Okay. So I will go first. So this is from Dental Assistants Worldwide Group, of course, and it's an anonymous post that we posted. And it says, who here works with a manager who has favorites and our BFF outside of work? Oh, and it's obvious who is favored. Do you ever see that person getting written up or any, other, any bad job performances, consequences, any advice? Thank you. So le- favoritism happens. <laughs> mm-hmm. I mean, it there's it's especially like I've seen it definitely when there's um, like a history between the two people, mm-hmm. regardless of the position that they fill in the in the practice. If they've right. known each other, they run in the same circles. They maybe have family that are related mm-hmm. to one another, um, and it does happen, and it does suck because it, you, they say you can't mix politics and business, right? And but that's kind of what you're doing when you do pick a favorite. Yeah, and I don't. He or she needs help with how to address it. Yes, to make it stop the favoritism. Right, and I don't think if you, one, it's never. I don't think it's ever good. Trust me, learn from experience. I will never, ever, ever have hire another friend to work in the same place as I work, um, because I feel like. I've had it happen and that person took advantage um, of the situation and I should have saw that and I didn't. And that was my fault. So I think, I think it's okay if you work together and become friends, but uh, still understand it's that, you know, work when you're at work, it is a business relationship. When you're outside of work, it's different. Even though they become your family and, You know, I love all the girls I work with at a previous office. I was, it turned into a nasty, it just was not a good situation. And I should have never hired a friend that to come work with me. So that I think, I think people have to be cautious with. I mean, it's different if you meet each other and you're new on the job and you become friends. But I think unless you can really truly separate that, especially if that person is the office manager and you're the dental assistant and you're BFFs. How do you have a business relationship and respect each other's positions and stuff like that? That's what makes it hard. You would literally really have to be able to do that. Yeah, because you get blinders. I mean, you literally, and, and things that would, would be a correction, like you would correct a random person, you don't do that mm-hmm. because you're afraid of hurting your feelings or right. making them mad at you that night. Is that you think you maybe can slack on your job because your best friend is the office manager? Yeah. You like, know I, I know mean? people. So they're really <laughs> not going to, you know, going to, oh, she's not going to say anything because she's my best friend. So I could see where the other employees that ha- you have that re- relationship going on could get, you know, concerned, worried, talk about favoritism um, that, that way you know, it would build a lot of drama and animosity mm-hmm. and, and so, stressful, right? So especially if, if you're always the only one getting auto-corrected and they're not yet, you're probably right. doing the same things. Yes. I mean, I definitely think it's an, I think it's, we all have to be mature and know where our boundaries are for work and business and play and all that stuff. If you yeah. can be mature about it and you know, have respect for my position, I have respect for your position that's great. But if you can't, then, and you affect others in the office, then I think that's not okay. Right. Okay. So this assistant, um, there, I guess there's two points that I, I the two routes, uh, mm-hmm. you could a communicate that, you know, the dynamics aren't favorable and, and you'd mm-hmm. like to see a more balanced environment, um, with all of the team or B You just know what it is for what it is and be like, okay, well, you know what? I'm not going to let this get to me because this just is what it is. Like, that's what I do a lot of times. If I always feel like a third wheel or out of it, I'm like, you know what? Whatever. This is what it is. It's not going to affect me. Um, Right. You know, it's just, it depends on your outlook. Either A, it really bugs you so much that you can't stand it. Yeah. Communicate B. You're like, okay, that's, that that's their deal. And you know, it's not something that's going to, I'm not going to let it stress me out. No, I mean, I guess, you know, it just, we have to have those type of, you know, conversations and, and maturity about it. Cause at the end of the day, it's about a business. It's not about our relationships. You know what I mean? It is, it isn't, but the business needs to function with functionable relationships. Does that make sense? Yeah, totally. Yeah. Cause if there's, if it's all, what is it? A very acidic environment, you're going to get acidic out of it. Right, like absolutely. A neutral zone that has really well balanced pH is always a happy home. <laughs> right, absolutely. Yep, absolutely. There's enough stress in our lives. <laughs> we don't need to add mm-hmm. to that at all. Nope, mm. there isn't. Well, I've got one. You ready? Okay, go ahead. Okay, so the Dental Assistance Worldwide Group. Whoop, whoop. Anyone made the change from clinical to front office. Do you like it? And why did you make the change? My body is in physical pain daily from assisting for 15 plus years. I'm beyond exhausted every day. I'm thinking about making the switch. Yeah. This, this is right up your alley. Cause you kind of did that. Yeah. You're a hybrid. Yeah. Let's talk yeah. to her or him. <laughs> um, I recommend it. I mean, I recommend it. I mean, you have to know, have a good business sense. Um, Yeah, definitely have to know like what makes the, because that's your hub. That's your center of the office. You know what I mean? That's where appointments come in, phone calls come in, insurance go in, payments come in. You know, that, I mean, the clinical stuff, yes, but if they don't do their job up front, it ain't going to function in back. So really having a good mentor or a good office manager that can take you under your wing and show you the ropes and the ins and outs and the rights and wrongs and stuff like that, that is what you need. Or start networking with, you know, other people that work the front desk saying, hey, you know, where should I start? And I say start simple. Like when you can master one thing, then move on to the next. So first thing would be answering the phone properly and correctly to get people in the door. them scheduled and then the next thing i think would be scheduling so they kind of go hand in hand together learning the computer system because sometimes you use a clinical system and back even like eaglesoft you know there's different things that the clinical port people use than the front desk use right right um so really you know mastering that skill and then okay i want to move on to insurance well you don't know anything about insurance, ins and outs, where are you going to learn? So it's finding a great resource to learn the ins and outs incorrectly, because it's just not, you can't just wing it with insurance because, you know, if you're in network and you do something wrong with your boss and he gets audited, he could be fined. So there's a lot of things that, you know, you just can't wing it. Um, So I say, you know, go for it. If you like it, you can always go back to assisting, but I do right. believe that assistants make great front office people because they know how the back functions. Well, that, and I'm a they true know how believer. You guys they know exactly how, how long they know exactly what the doctor will need for the time because they have worked for him. Now it might be different if I was to go to a different office that I never worked with the doctor. That's different. But if you're in an office for four or five years and you decide to go to the front, you do know how that doctor in the back likes his things. And how yeah. long it takes them to do things. So when he call, comes up and says, oh, I need four hours for that one, that one hour crown prep, he could say, you, do not. <laughs> you need an hour, you know, so it's things like that. It's a time management issue because I do believe that dental assistants do have great time management issues. Um, hopefully they do, but it's just, and you can juggle a lot of things at one time. For me, it's really that clinical aspect of understanding when I come up to you and say, "Oh, they need a crown, they need bone packed, or they need an extraction, and it's going to be surgical, not simple." You get it, you understand it. Instead of saying, yeah. "What's a crown? Yeah. You need what? A PFM? Advantage. You know, Sarah? Cir- you know?" So I just do. I think it's a huge advantage to have someone from the back work the front,
1: okay, and I so do my- think
0: all the teams should be cross trained. Totally. Everybody should know a little bit about everybody's job. So you're never Mm -hmm. locked into being the only one that knows it. That's too much stress. And here, I guess I'm Mm going to be the, uh, what's it called? Devil's advocate. Yeah. So um, I have dabbled up front. It wasn't for me. Um, Mm -hmm. The main concern I had or chief complaint (laughs) was not being able to put my balls down at the end of the day and go home like in the back, you've got your schedule, you've got your patients, you know, you might have some lab cases you got to work about tomorrow, but I get to clean my rooms, turn everything off and go home. The front, you don't get that. There's always calls that are left unanswered or out or waiting on well, people, you know, like, and, and, then, yes and then the and no. stress of people were like, if oh, can you move this? Can you move that? Can you do this? Can you do like that right. stressed me out? It's really, it's really a time management thing. It's really somebody being able to manage the workflow and not getting overwhelmed and not sitting on your phone on Facebook all day or just waiting, but being productive, having systems, having a list of things that you do. So it really, really, really has to take a detail oriented, you know, person that says, okay, you know, I get in, like, I am very routine when I work up front. So I get in, I check my messages while I have a cell phone. So I really check them all the time but I check them. I write them all down on a sheet of paper and I go one by one calling people back moving. That's my first thing I do. I look at the schedule. I make sure everybody's confirmed. Do they need to move in sooner? So on. And then, uh, at nine o'clock, right at nine o'clock, I make all my confirmation calls for those who haven't confirmed by via text or email that are, you know, one day or the next day and two days out and three days out, whatever my system is. And then, you know, I just start working on, okay, let me check my claims. Let me schedule patients. The phone is ringing. So there's certain things, I think, systems that people have to have for to be accountable for their job position, even in dental assisting, you know, like cleaning the autoclave once a month or monitoring it once a week. We tend to get busy and forget those things.
1: Yeah. You know? So so yeah, we have that is a good,
0: solid systems like, oh, we forgot to do billing this month. No, we do billing uh, every day. Every day is... 30 days, we pull the 30 days, da-da-da, and send out statements, or you know, we forgot to, you know, check claims that are 30 days overdue. No, we do that every week. So it's having good systems and not just being thrown into the the wolves and be like, oh, here's the front desk, go at it. And you're like, because if you don't have it, the rest of the practice is not going to be any good either. Because, you know, patients aren't going to pay their co-pays or so there's a lot of systems that people can implement. You know, that, you know, and you have to find a system that works for you. So what works for me might not work for you. So you have to find what works for you to get the job done. So if it's following up with claims, I don't care how you do it. I just want you to get it done. So it gets done and claims get paid. Yeah. But do you, that, I mean, you're just highlighting all the different balls. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's, it's, it's an idea that every day this checklist is never checked off for you guys up front. Um, Well, it is for me. I mean, once you do have systems done, absolutely. I don't answer the phone after four o'clock. It rings. It goes right to voicemail. I'll get to it when I get to it, you know, because I'm finishing up my end of day stuff. And so I shut it right off and it goes to voicemail. So, I mean, there are ways to get what you are. So you get time. In some offices, I do have to say their front desk leaves before the back does. And the back is left to shut the office down and clean up and do sterilization and so on. Trust me, I worked in an office that three o'clock, the girl would be out the door. Bye-bye. See you later. Hmm. No matter who was in the back. And I was like, oh, we're not done yet. Like, I'm a big believer that you stay until everybody can leave, whether you're clinical or we all come together, we all leave together.
1: Yeah, that was funny. Unless you
0: come to me, what? You you mentioned that at work, so I'm usually never the last person, you know, because I have the smallest yeah. kids, and today I had three of the girls, you know, they were hovering around me at the computer, and they're like, are you sure you're okay? I'm like, I'm good. I just had so many notes because I, yeah. you know, I was like bouncing around today, so I'm like, I'm good. They're like, this is just weird. We're not, we've never left you behind. I'm like, I got to get these notes done. I'll be good. I'll be all right. And then I don't And think course, I've ever just, yeah, you just, I, I just never walked out them, of the office. yeah. I told them, you know, they could go. And then I I recorded some really cool videos of me in my (laughs) office singing. (laughs) Oh my God, you're funny. I made a song. But I don't, I mean, as long as like, you know, say the hygienist gets done and her stuff is done and, and she walks around, she goes to Kim. Hey, Kim, you need anything? That's our assistant in the back. Nope. Oh, sterilization might need. She goes and does sterilize. She comes in. Hey, do you need anything? That's fine. But for ones that just walk out, you know, take care of themselves and leave, that's not okay. And then, you know. And I'm always asking, are you okay? I mean, God, I got to my office yesterday at 6.15 in the morning and I was mopping the floors, sweeping the floors, opening or wiping everything down, doing the laundry, blah, 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 opening open everything, you know. But when they get in, they're like, oh, we don't have to do anything. No, but at the end of the day, you can help me out because I'll be exhausted by that. Yep. <laughs> but yeah. it's, just, it's a team effort. And I can understand the assistants. They get frustrated with the front desk because we hear it all the time that they just pick up and leave it's five o'clock. We're out of here. And then they're there till 5.30 30. 545 doing the trash, doing the sterilization, breaking, you know, breaking down the rooms, you know, putting the chairs up, doing the water lines. I mean, there is a lot to do at the end of the day clinically too is just as much as the front. So if we all helped out, we'd all get out of here a lot sooner. <laughs> so, yep. yep. You're only as strong as your weakest link. And for that dental assistant, mm-hmm. um, you know, good on you. You know, if, if you, if you see another way to move inside the practice, that's better for you. Like keep yeah. it in the family and and and, like Jules said, you know if, if you try it out and you don't like it, just go back <laughs> right, it's you know you get a very versatile, you can always go back to assisting, you know, just like if you know a front desk wanted to go to assisting and try it, they can always go back to front desk, a hygienist if they wanted to go back into office management, but they want they miss hygiene, they can go back. It's not yeah. like you're stuck, you know, you're not stuck, you and don't then ever make have sure you're stuck. You communicate that with your dentist. Hey, I yes. want to give this a shot. I've never done it before. I can't guarantee I'll love it. Is there a way that we can do like a grace period where I'll see if I'm good at it? If I'm good at it, I'll mm-hmm. probably like it. If I like it, I'll probably be better at it. <laughs> right. And then I want to stay back, you know, whatever position that is. But yeah, just, you know, be honest. Tell them. I, I you know, I'm hurting back here. I, I, You know, there's an opportunity for me to help you out in the administrative area of the business. Um, let's do it. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. Well, this was fun, Miss Jules. I know it it's fun. It's uh, you know, it's been a while since hump day. You know, here's the deal, guys. Jules and I are 2 hours apart. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I know. Chaos happens during the day while we're at the dental practice, and then a lot of times it's hard for us to record hump days. Yes. So, um, you know, just bear with us. We're doing our best. Um, you guys get it, and I mean, we're hoping to get back then... on track with, like, you know, doing it like a Sunday night. <laughs> yeah, Something. and then and then let we let try, and then we, <laughs> and then we forget. Then we forget because we get doing other things. I'm like, oh my god, we were supposed to record <sighs> today. Shoot, you know, it's hard. It's hard, but it that, that's what makes that's what makes us even more relatable, right, Jules? Is because we are literally yes. in the thick of it with you guys. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Well, have a great hump yep. day and the rest of your have week. Have a hump day, ladies. And if you are men, and a shout out <laughs> to all the dental, male dental assistants out there. Hopefully we have a couple male dental listeners out there besides John. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that listens. But yes, happy hump day. Stay amazing. And if you ever need us, you know where to find us. Bye, guys. Bye. Thanks for tuning in to Midweek Jam with Rhonda and Jules. As always, if you guys need to get to hold of DA Rockstars, we have Facebook and Instagram, Jules Varney at Dental Assistants Rock, Instagram or the website or Facebook. And find your tribe. Dental Assistance Worldwide Group is a safe, vetted place for dental assistants where we're connecting and sharing our stories and learning together as a tribe. At the end of the day, we only hope for you that you were a better version of yourself tomorrow than you are today. And that starts by finding your people who are motivated to do better and be better. But until next week, keep on sectioning.